Welcome to TBT, a movie podcast where we relive our childhoods through movies. I'm Olivia. And I'm Miranda. And today we're going to be talking to you all about the 1995 classic, I guess. It is so classic. Stop it. Hold on. Don't interrupt. Heavyweights. Don't interrupt me. The people (sighs) need to know. Um, because they definitely you, didn't just see the title of this podcast and click on it because it had this title. Uh, we're talking about heavyweights, y'all. You can't diss a movie before we even start the podcast. I can do whatever I want. <sighs> <laughs> I could edit you out of the entire show <laughs> and have it just be me. I mean, why would you do a podcast about a movie that you absolutely hated I, by I yourself? I hated this movie. That I hated it. so sad because I, like... I still stand for this movie. It's After not watching good. it, it was so funny. <laughs> like, no, you I had a terrible sense of humor. No, you were just you just <laughs> keep saying like, "Oh my god, it was so funny." I'm like, I literally didn't laugh once. It was. Just, I don't know how you didn't laugh once. No, it was like ugh, I don't know. I'll I'll explain it as we go, but I did not laugh once. So hopefully this podcast is different. Hopefully no one has that reaction to this podcast. Anyway, like I said, this movie came out in 1995. I feel like a lot of movies that we've talked about have come out in 1995. Yeah, I it's a solid year, I think. was born in that year, so I'm, I feel a, a slight kinship with the movie Heavyweights, which was also born in 1995. <laughs> um, so the running time is an hour and 40 minutes. I think it's... Too long. It, yeah, it felt a little long, but not like crazy bad. I didn't need like the montage of like them beating the jocks at the end. I didn't need that. No, they could have ended it with him going home. Happy and it's summer. weird that they, they get didn't. healthy. Like it's We're explicitly <laughs> strange that they didn't. It looks like it's an alternate ending that they just added to the Yeah, it looks like a DVD <laughs> special feature. Yeah. We'll get into it later on once we like go through the whole plot. But you'll if you don't remember Hopefully you'll remember by the end of the podcast. Um, this movie was directed by Stephen Brill, um, who uh, has the known force as Little Nicky from 2000, Mr. Deeds, which is actually a great movie from 2002, Without a Paddle from 2004, and Drillbit Taylor, which I've never heard of before from 2000. You've never heard of Drillbit Taylor? Nope. Okay. <laughs> I have no idea How- what that is. Have you heard of Without a Paddle? Yeah. Okay. Okay, good. I don't really saw the trailers, didn't watch the movie. You ever saw Without a Paddle? No. I mean, it's a little all over the place. It's not but going it's pretty on the list. It's oh, no, not no, no, no. It is not a kid. You cannot argue that it's a kid's movie in any way, shape, or It's less of a kid's movie than Bridget Jones's Diary? Probably, yeah. Like, they, like, end up on a pot farm. Is it less of a kid's movie than The Devil Wears Prada? Which is not a kid's movie, literally, at all. I mean, like, probably, just because, like... They, like, end up on a pot farm in the middle of, like, okay. Mexico. So, like, great. Yeah, it's, like, pretty... It's definitely not a kid's movie whatsoever. Yeah, so this was his directorial debut, and I could tell. Uh, it definitely felt like a first movie. If anything, like, a student film. Like, literally... No! It felt like a college student, like, got a summer off and, like, went to a summer camp and made this movie. Like, that's what it no, felt like to me. No, no. You can't make a movie it. with Ben Stiller and call it a, like, no, yeah, it's a like student some, film. Some of those castings are, like, you obviously wouldn't get, like, Ben and Jerry Stiller. Like, maybe, like, a really, like, a is really, that really is? Oh, my God, well Ben and Jerry. Connected. Wow. Ben and Jerry. Yeah. That's just, um, yeah. I have some Ben and Jerry's ice cream in the fridge, too. <laughs> um... <laughs> Okay. So he also wrote the movie The Mighty Ducks and his good friends with Adam Sandler and was comedy partners with stand-up comedian Mark Marin in college at Boston University. Cool. 
Yeah. <laughs> Do you know who Adam Sandler? <laughs> I can't believe how Do I know who Adam how Sandler you is? Like Mr. Deeds, but you don't like this movie. I don't know. I just remember Mr. Deeds being better. Like, he has the fountain. Okay, first of all, Mr. Deeds is a movie about rich people, which we know I'm already predisposed to like. This isn't necessarily a movie about... This is a movie about rich people. This is explicitly (laughs) a movie about poor people. Um, Not really. I guess they can afford summer camp. Yeah, exactly. Like, they're in bunks. Like, I don't care. You know. Uh, (laughs) You can't win with this one. (laughs) Not not Mr. Deeds, he, like, the physical comedy, his foot is black, and he spends half the movie trying to like get this guy to have feeling in his foot yeah but there's also i don't know there's like other things happening i also haven't watched mr deeds in quite a while so i don't know mostly just for the kool-aid uh the hawaiian punch water fountain kind of awesome i know (laughs) amazing um okay so starring in this movie is aaron schwartz playing gerald jerry garner which that's a name that i hate uh, there are so many G's right here because it says Gerald Jerry Garner in our notes. And then it also says his known for us are Guardians of the Galaxy, um, The Mighty Ducks from 1992, and Heavyweights. And also, he looks familiar to Olivia because... Oh, yeah. Uh, does he look a bit familiar? Can't place him. He had the recurring role of Vanya, the doorman from Gossip Girl, in he- another twist of fate. <laughs> Everything we talk about relates back to Gossip Girl. And no, it's not Wallace Shawn this time. No, that's it's uh, it's amazing that we're back to someone else who's not Wallace Shawn who was in Gossip Girl. Yeah, But right. he looks literally nothing like hit. Like no, but if you Google Jerry. him as like an adult, he does. Obviously. Yeah, there's lots of pictures. Like, like, I feel like when you Google image this man, there's like kid and then adult. Oh, yeah, and you're sure. like, oh, okay. I kind of get it, but still, you look like two completely different people. And um, also, I like to say that he was playing the character of... Who was the guy from Far Away? That's who he's playing. Oh, in Lars? Far, yeah. yeah, he's playing <laughs> Lars. <laughs> from Far Away. Far Away. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so also in this movie is Keenan Thompson, who plays Roy. Um so he's his known fours are Snakes on a Plane from 2006, Keenan and Kel from 1996 to 2000, Saturday Night Live from 2003 to 2018, which is like a crazy a long, long run. Yeah. And Good Burger from 1997. Welcome to Good Burger, home of the Good Burger. May Can I take your order? order? Uh, <laughs> I like that I say may. I just like correct the grammar. Like that. You can't do that. <laughs> Sorry. His first impression on SNL was of Bill Cosby, which... He had done regularly on all of that and was the first SNL cast member to be born after the show premiered in 1975. That's a claim to fame. That's cool. Yeah. And he's 40 years old, which like, I would have guessed he's 25. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he he's nowhere he's still a child to me. Yeah. I just think it's pretty crazy that like Keenan Thompson was fully like on SNL. Like, like he is a, like he Toys is R Us a sketch sketch comic. You know, like those cash registers that you buy at Toys R Us? <laughs> And then, like, a real cash cash register. That's, like, all that versus SNL. No, but, like, he has, like, literally been an improv sketch comic. Or, like, a sketch comic. His entire career. That's, like, what he does. He is a sketch comic. And he's been on SNL for 13 years? That's crazy. Yeah, that's insane. 2003 to 2018. 15. Oh, yeah, it is 15. (laughs) You're right. Sorry, I was thinking 2005. I'm like, no, it's not. You're right, 15. Yeah, 15 years. That's crazy. Yeah. That's amazing. Really good. And he's still good on SNL. Like, him, 
Oh. I do love um, my favorite SNL uh, when they do Black Jeopardy and any Family Feud. <laughs> it's the best. Yeah. It's so good. It's good. The Black Jeopardy, I laugh every time. <laughs> I know it's coming. It's so funny. Okay. Um, also, this movie is uh, Ben Stiller playing Tony Perkins and Tony Perkins Sr., which I like wasn't sure about it. I was like, is that Ben Stiller again? <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's so funny. I love that I just wasn't sure. Um, and his known for is R. Zoolander from 2001, Tropic Thunder from 2008, The Secret Life of Walter Mitty from 2013, and Zoolander 2 from 2016. I, feel like I thought there so must be something recently. else. I don't know. I feel Meet like the Fockers. Meet the parents. Yeah, all of those things. I feel like yeah. it's weird that like it's Zoolander 2 also, and The Secret um, Life of Dodgeball. Walter Mitty. Yeah. yeah, Dodgeball was yeah. so good. What the heck? What's going on? Yeah, there's so many good... When I was doing that, I'm like, how is Zoolander 2 on here? But like... And I loved Secret Life of Walter Mitty. Like, weirdly, I never like really thought I liked That's an ben underrated movie. that much. But like... Secret Life of Walter Mitty's underrated. It's so good. It's so good. And I mean, it's very underrated, but it's like so good. Yeah. Um, And then... Uh, so he starred in his own show in 1982, which was The Ben Stiller Show. What a creative name. Um, and that was a ratings miss. Uh, however, the show won a daytime Emmy after it was canceled, um, which this was super shady from like the Emmy, um, whoever does the Emmys. It's like Emmy I, Academy. No, it's like some really <laughs> long, like it's a couple of associations, I think actually who come together to do it. Foreign press um, association. I don't know. I don't remember. No, I'm sorry, but guys. it's something it, it's like, it, no, no it, one's has, mad. <laughs> it has nothing to do with Emmys. Um, like it doesn't have any Emmy or anything in it, but, um, this I remember. I think this was on like the two thousand or not the two thousands, the nineties. Um, from this, <laughs> it was from nineteen ninety two. Yeah, the 2000s. Um, but like it was like a big thing apparently in nineteen ninety two, the year of my birth. Um, oh, that like this was like huge shade because you don't give an Emmy to a canceled show. No. I mean that's weird. I yeah. mean unlike like canceled, canceled, not like a series finale, like not like The Sopranos last season, but like the show was on for a year, got a daytime Emmy. Yeah, after it was canceled. Yeah. Weird. Um, he's a member of the media dubbed Frat Pack with Will Ferrell, Jack Black, Vince Vaughn, Steve Carell, Owen Wilson, and Luke Wilson. The name is in reference to the film Old School featuring Vaughn, Ferrell, and Luke Wilson due to the number of films featuring the seven actors. Stiller's Frat Pack films include Zoolander, MV, The Royal Tenenbaums, and Anchorman. So, my question to you... <laughs> You get to have dinner with three of the frat pack. Who do you bring? First of all, I just need to like let you know the journey that I was just going through because I was like, oh, Luke Wilson, is that Jughead? It's that Archie's dad from Riverdale? No, it's not. <laughs> no, it's That's the, Perry. Yeah, and uh, Luke Wilson's the guy from uh, Legally Hoot. Blonde. Oh. Oh. <laughs> Hoot? What the fuck is Hoot? You don't know Hoot? Oh my god, I loved Hoot. Hoot had Logan Lerman, Brie Larson, and Cody Lindley. One of those is not like the others. Oh, okay. Um, really good. Yeah, strong recommend the movie Hoot. That has to be on our list. But, um, so that's the journey that I was going on. I was going to have to do this whole thing where, well, yeah, I have to choose Luke Wilson because he'll try to this. No, he's from... <laughs> you just said Riverdale. Yeah, that's no. Fine, but he's not. No. No, so, no. Um, I don't know why I'm laughing. No, he's so hard. He's I'm the just guy like, from. Oh my God, I'm he's sorry. in a lot of movies, but we yeah, we but know not Riverdale. From, apparently, uh, Legally Blonde specifically. Um, so I think these people have to be. Um, 
have to, I think it has to be like Will Ferrell, uh, Steve Carell, and mm, like Jack Black probably. I think that's what it has to be Ew, for me. Gross, you pick Jack Black. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like I could ask him a lot about like the holiday. I thought you were going to say no one else would ask him about. I thought you were going to say something so different. What? What was I going to ask him about? I feel like I could ask him about the Holocaust. I'm like, what? (laughs) I was like, where the fuck is she going with that? Oh my god. It's a very different movie. Yeah, very different. (laughs) I can't think of a movie that's like more different than the Holocaust than the holiday. Holiday, yeah. Nope. Pretty different. Um, so my three would be Will Ferrell, Steve Carell, and Ben Stiller. Okay. Um, I would, yeah, I would definitely prefer Ben Stiller in yeah, there. Yeah, but like too. no one's picking Owen and Luke Wilson. Are they related? Uh, no, they're not. Oh. I think I looked it up and they are not related. Or not like closely related. If Maybe by marriage or something like that. And no know. one's picking Vince Vaughn. Vince Vaughn looks no mean. I, I feel like Vince Vaughn is like an asshole. Like, I like yeah. Vince Vaughn, but I feel like he's not the greatest guy. No. Um... I mean, I think Luke Wilson might be, like, next on that list. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Great. Um, I'm just... I'm so, sorry. I'm having, I'm having a hard time right now. <laughs> also in this movie is Jerry Stiller, who plays Harvey Buskin, father of Ben Stiller. Um, he is no force our Hairspray from 2007. He doesn't play his father. He is his father. Yeah, he is his father in real life. He plays Harvey Buskin, the camp, the original camp owner. Yeah. Uh, I feel like we need to explain, like, who these characters are, because if you did not, like, watch this movie recently, you have no idea who Harry Buskin is. We explained them in the plot. I watched this movie yesterday. I have no idea who Harry Buskin is. We explain it in the plot. Harvey. Okay. <laughs> I also don't know who Harry Buskin is. Um, so oh my god, he um, his known for his hairspray from two thousand seven, Zoolander from two thousand one, Seinfeld ninety three to ninety eight, and the taking of Pelham one two three from nineteen seventy four. Sure, I feel like I thought Seinfeld went on like way longer than that. I think that's just when he was on. In, okay, on great, Seinfeld. <laughs> cool. Uh, father of Ben Stiller, as we've t- as we've touched on. Um, he and his wife and. I don't know how to say her last name. Mayara. Mayara. Um, we're a comedic duo that appeared together on the Ed Sullivan show as Stiller and Mayara uh, 36 times. Cool. Which I think is pretty good. But she actually plays the the wife in yeah. this movie also. Oh, she plays his wife. Yeah. She cool. plays Mrs. Buskin. Um, it's really a family affair. There's so much nepotism. <laughs> Um, okay, so also in this movie is Sean Weiss, who plays uh, Josh Birnbaum, who we've talked about before. Mm-hmm. Um, he's the one who was arrested for being under the influence of drugs, according to law enforcement in Oroville, California. I can't think of anything else to do in Oroville, California, so makes sense. Um, and his known for us are The Mighty Ducks from 1992, D2 The Mighty Ducks from 1994, Heavyweights, and Drillbit Taylor from 2008. And he looks very different. Yes, today. Lots of these people look very different. Well, they were children. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's what I'm saying, like, I don't think I look that different, like, like when I I'm think a kid. you could still... What, did weirdly, I send you those baby pictures of me? No. Not babies, but um, I'll send Weirdly, you. when I was, like, I went to elementary school with this girl, and then, like, when I was working at Subway, she came in, and I hadn't seen her for literally probably 10 years. And she's like, are you Olivia Mack? I'm like... My teachers always do that to me, she too. She, like, recognized... I was 
16 or 17 and she I had not seen her well not 10 years probably like seven years but like I had I went it was like seventh grade to like senior year of high school so like very big changes yeah and she's like you look exactly the same I'm like go fuck yourself I do not look exactly the same I am a beautiful flower I mean I'm gorgeous now what do you really glue up yeah I, yeah exactly I I'm beautiful what do you no matter yeah. what you say yeah and she's like you're looking like I will never forget she's like you look exactly the same I'm like you still look like a six-year-old yeah I was like rude like <laughs> check your phone Check for my pictures that I sent you. Um, okay, and also um, in this movie as Homer is Judd Apatow, um, and his known force are all as a producer because that's what he does. You have blonde hair. I know. No, as a blonde baby. Isn't that oh crazy? Oh my god, you look like the least happy brownie I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> no, those are just like my personality <laughs> photos. Like when so one of them, angry. I'm like a. a sh- diva and the other one I'm like grumpy and in the third one I'm eating so like that's just me in a nutshell oh my god your little blonde hair you kind of like like your little blonde hair you have the same hairstyle I kind of look like you yeah Yeah, I'm like not gonna say it but like you kind of look like me that's what I was thinking when I said that too yeah like oh my god that's so cute you look like me and then (laughs) oh my god you were so cute you looked exactly like me I was the cutest (laughs) little kid let me tell you oh my god you you don't you haven't changed then I physically blew up elementary school that's why it was so hurtful when she said i'm like i've lost probably a hundred pounds since seventh grade bitch like what are you talking about uh, you look exactly the same fuck you <laughs> i haven't worn a size four since i was four so great excuse you okay um uh, also in this movie is john apatow who plays wait Homer. you said you lost a hundred pounds I had. I, oh, like, at that point. skipped size four at a certain point. I don't, and then, like, I got back to it, and she's like, you look exactly the same. I'm like, no, I don't. Like, I look, I was smaller my senior year than I was in seventh grade, so significantly. Wow. Yeah, significantly smaller. Okay, sorry. Yeah, it was really sad and gross. Uh, um, his... He was a producer, um, and his known for us uh, are all for producing. So those are everybody girls. knows Judd Apatow. Yeah, like, you know, you, yeah, you do. You know yeah. him. You know Leslie. Everyone. Um, so girls from 2012 to 2017, knocked up from 2007, 40 year old virgin from 2005, and this is 40 from 2012. Um, he was the co-writer for this movie with director Stephen Brill, and he was once the roommate of Adam Sandler, and is married to Leslie Mann, as we know. Mm-hmm. Um, I wanted to put these famous people in here so you knew that there were great minds going into this movie. Like, I was trying so hard to prove, even with, like, my notes, I'm like, this yeah, is we a literally, good movie. We just spent such a long time on the cast. I feel like for our last movie, we literally did, like, three cast members. Because there was nobody. On. Oh, because, I mean, there was Ryan Merriman, period. Oh, okay. Yeah, <laughs> yes. nobody I couldn't remember what movie our last one was. It was Smart House. Go listen. And there was... yet. It hasn't been getting as much love as I would have liked it to get. Really? So go listen to Smart House. And something tells me this won't either, but, you know, uh, it's fine. This is, this is my passion project. I hate this movie. <laughs> um, this, is, this is my passion po- project for our friendship like I am solely doing this as like a favor like, to you so I that you will wanted stop you to me. like this so badly oh it. god that makes me so sad because I enjoyed watching it so much like I loved it I hate I like it was literally like the bane of my existence I yesterday. watched it in my office and was like laughing out loud like 
very That's loud. embarrassing. You shouldn't tell people that. Um, if somebody would have walked in my office, I'm like, of course, I'm watching Heavyweights. It's amazing. It's hilarious. <laughs> God damn it. Okay. So uh, at the box office, didn't seem like that many people agree with you. Um, this movie made $17.7 million in the US as gross total, which I think is still too much, but it's not <laughs> even that much. Like, it's not a lot. No, no, it didn't do great. Not, not great. Not great, Bob. Um, and do you want to go through the first trivia point? Unlike the other one, we have way too much trivia here. So like, oh yeah, but let's it's like get through it. The like, it's like interesting stuff though. Okay. Is it? I don't like know. the stuff that he that. So we have an article from one of the one of the actors. Twenty one years later, wrote an article about like interesting stuff from the movie, and I thought it was all pretty good. Like it was good inside scoop. Okay. Um, yeah, so as part of his first date with his wife, eventual wife, Judd Apatow, tried to impress Leslie Mann by showing her this film. I would have, like, ghosted so hard <laughs> if someone showed me this film. Like, it was horrible. Oh, and my I might God. even ghost you for making me watch this. <laughs> I cannot believe like, you. you're moving out, you're never going to hear from me again. <laughs> Whatever. Just we because you made me watch together. this movie. Oh, my God. You loved it. I, uh, I'm like gonna get like we're gonna give it a rating. You're gonna be like five point <laughs> Literally, it's gonna be. I'm not gonna spoil. We're gonna like really balance this one out because I my rating is really. Good. I already documented it. My rating is really good. Olivia's giving this movie a five. Oh no, I didn't give it a five. Oh, but wow, like, okay. I know I'm. But like, I was fully like, this is gonna be whatever. I'll counteract it. I'll give it a point five. Don't do that. Suck on that. Sorry. Uh, okay, so the ar- <laughs> the article's actually by. Um, Max Goldblatt. Yes, he plays the spiky-haired, red-headed kid with glasses. No memory of this man. Okay. Well, he writes about the movie 21 years later. Is he the British one? No, he was the the one who looked like the British. He was the one that they busted in in the bathroom while he was eating a cheeseburger. I thought that was the British one. No. Oh, no. The British one was with them. When we got to that point in the notes, I was literally going to say. They looked very similar. Yeah. Oh, they busted the British one. That one was my favorite. No, no. (laughs) The British one was in the house with them. I don't know. In the isolation cabin? Yes. <laughs> it it literally looks like the same cabin. It was probably the same set on it. Like it looks like the same camp, honestly. Um, okay, so one of his quotes is We shot this huge food fight party scene over two nights. I got to realize my physical comedy dream of smashing a pie into my own face. Aaron Schwartz, the main kid. I love how he refers to him as I the know. main kid. He, like, has to call him the main kid because no one knows who Aaron Schwartz is. Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, Was running with a bucket of chicken, slipped, fell, and broke his arm. While he went to the hospital, they covered his stand-in's face with chocolate syrup and kept shooting. If you watch the scene, you may notice this. And then they had to shoot around Aaron's arm cast for some weeks. That's crazy. Oh, yeah. The main character broke his arm. In a food party. (laughs) With a, with a bucket of chicken in his head. Goals. Uh, um, yeah, yeah, I don't know. Like, I think this is, like, this really is evidence of a huge reason why I didn't like that movie that much. Like, the physical humor just doesn't do it for me. And, like, if anything, it's not that it's just neutral. It's, like, negative. Like, it makes me not entertained, like, more than it just does nothing. Like, it makes me hate it. Makes Ooh. me mad. <laughs> So mean. And you're just laughing. I'm like, yeah, very well. Cool. 
us like talking about uh, the physical comedy will make me laugh more than like the actual physical comedy did. Like maybe I would have laughed. And if, like, like I'm we not were... a big physical comedy person in general, but like that's like my stand-up comedy. I don't like to be horribly physical. Like I don't need like puppets and shit. Like I hate that kind of stand-up special. Like no. if there are puppets or songs involved, I want nothing to do. Okay, with that's it. rude to my fave Bo Burnham, but like move on. I'm sorry, Bo Burnham is not my cup of tea. <gasps> What um, what is a masterpiece? His comedy special, what? It is like the greatest thing I've ever seen. I've um, watched it 17 have times. Have you watched have you seen John Mulaney's? Yes. Oh my the new one? Yeah. Oh my god. Do you love it? Yeah, no, John okay, Mulaney's good. fantastic. Oh my god, he's my he's my all-time faves. Yeah. Okay, so one of the a- other actors was fired, and um what's this man's name? Max. Um he says uh, he was a little older and fancied himself a bad boy. He had this f- big, thick marker he'd tag shit with. If I remember correctly, his tag was beef, which is perfect. So I smell like beef. Um, and Actually, I think Tom Segura has a stand-up bit where he says it would be really funny if there was a strip club called Beef. <laughs> like, Ew. You're right. <laughs> um, okay. One day, he scribbled on some car door in the crew parking lot. A bit later, the director's assistant was like, someone tagged my car? Everyone knew it was him because he was constantly scribbling all over everything. So they sent him home early, and his role became smaller than originally written. Uh, His role became smaller than originally written makes it sound like his role went to the fat camp. Yeah, the only person who came home from fat camp. Smaller. Smaller, yeah. Um, I feel like I would have come home from fat camp with, like, so many mental issues. Like, it would have ruined my life. Um, so what Max, whatever his last name is, had to say about the blob. Um, so there was a giant inflatable tube on the lake at the camp, known as the blob. The person sits on one end and is launched into the air when someone else lands on the other end. One night... It seems so unsafe. I mean, but, like, fun. <laughs> no, I know, but, like, you could land wrong on that thing and, like, break your back. It's, like, inflatable, though. I know. If you land wrong on that thing, like, it, it'll hurt you. I feel like it'd be more dangerous getting it going into the water. Both of them are probably equally dangerous, but, you know. That's I just, mean, it's the that's same as, my... like, jumping on a trampoline, you know? I don't think it is, though. But, like, if you're jumping into an inflatable thing, it's not going to hurt you. Yeah, and also, I, you just, you have to land correctly, all of that stuff. People know. Move on. Um. So, anyway, um... The one night when the kids were back at the Holiday Inn. At the Hotel Motel Holiday Inn. <laughs> the Holiday Inn. There was some sort of crew and adult cast blob party. Hotel just... Motel Holiday Inn. <laughs> Let's just say booze and blob don't mix. There were further injuries, including another broken arm. Further Everyone... injuries, including another broken arm. My point is I have a feeling proven. it came from like when people, but like when you're drunk, yeah, sure. You don't land correctly. You have to be careful with the blob because if you don't land correctly, you're gonna break your arm. Everyone stayed off the blob after that. Yeah, um, same. Yeah, also I could see more of like the an blob. arm issue than a back issue, for sure. Like no, if you if like you landed land... in on your arm or something, or like a collarbone issue, for sure. No, I know, like, like this YouTuber that I used to watch, like, she broke her back, like, landing wrong on something like that. She broke her back. It's it happens. Um, anyway, but uh, everyone stayed off the blob after that. It makes it sound like it was, like, a drug incident. Like, this, that <laughs> slang for the drug is the blob. Everybody stopped snorting the blob. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like you wouldn't snort the blob. 
I feel like you definitely inject the blob. Ugh, gross. Okay. <laughs> okay. Um, so Max enjoyed the adults more than the kids. And he said, I like the other kids, but I really dug hanging out with the adults. Spoken like a true child actor, Max. Um, <laughs> I he said, better to the adults. <laughs> um, that you sounded like, what's her name in, uh, what's the movie that I'm thinking of? Why can't I remember the name? Why can't I remember the name? Amanda Bynes soccer movie. She's the man. <laughs> oh, my oh my God. Which I couldn't remember the name. He said <laughs> her, Amanda Bynes. I don't know the way that you said that sounded like oh. when she's doing like her her British accent? Sebastian voice. Oh, thanks. Her British accent. What are you talking about? Because it was like okay, anyway. Are you thinking of what a girl wants? No, no. I think I, you are. No, because I, I did it in a British accent. So. Oh, it didn't sound like a British accent. Cool, thanks. Um, okay, so uh, it was Judd Apatow's first feature as a writer-producer, and so it was another person's first movie. My point is proven. Um, as a writer-producer, and he was like 26 years old. So he and the set teacher, Lois, were kind of like our camp counselors. Cute. Paul Feig was super sweet, and I was obsessed with the dance he did at the end of Ski Patrol. As were the Toms, who played Lars and Pat. We all had crushes on Nurse Julie, who was dating the director. They later got married, then divorced. And Peter Berg was around, too. He had a cameo. I'm not I feel sure. like these words mean nothing to me. Yeah, I'm not sure who Peter Berg is, so, but the rest of them is kind of funny. Cool. Um, Alan Covert was apparently the best. You may know Covert as Adam Sandler's buddy in many Adam Sandler movies and in life. And as the star of Grandma's Boy, um, I thought Nick, what's his name, Schwartzen was the star of Grandma's Boy. Um, anyway, his shtick was being a curmudgeonly grump. Um, he was a chain smoker. That's and- also my shtick. <laughs> uh, he was a chain smoker, and we would develop these little comic routines with me playing the role of chirpy kid actor. Hey, put that out, Covert. Secondhand smoke causes cancer. He deadpan, then get away from me or die. <laughs> he also introduced me to Rage Against the Machine. <laughs> I mean, yeah, this like this sounds exactly like the kind of person that a little kid would love to hang out with. Like, like a twelve-year-old loves this guy. Oh yeah, for sure. But it's still hilarious. And this guy secretly loves twelve-year-olds. Stop! But it, no, that's not what I meant at all. <laughs> okay, but well I, that's exactly what that's. I also like. mean, like I feel like twelve-year-olds are sort of primed to like like people that don't like them. Like they're oh, yeah, primed sure. to 100%. look for approval in anything, especially something that doesn't seem like it likes them originally. I feel like you're like writing a movie script about this. Oh my gosh. <laughs> speak. I could. Like, it's very, like, Big Daddy or something like that, you know? Like, yeah. the dad who doesn't want to be a dad. Twins. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, go ahead. Um, so Ben Stiller didn't like hanging out with the kids. I'm sure that they didn't like hanging out with him either. <laughs> no, especially considering the character. I would be scared to death of this Yeah, guy. but also that's exactly, like, opposite to what I just said. <laughs> He's not that guy. <laughs> um, okay, so uh, Max said, could have been a method actor thing, not entirely sure. When the film came out, he didn't do press, and he was nowhere to be seen on the poster. Weird. Uh, I think he thought we were making a Ben Stiller movie when it ended up being a movie about a group of kids featuring Ben Stiller as the villain. Makes sense. I caught up with him years later and he said he looked back on the experience fondly and look at him now. I feel like Ben Stiller is fully like adult man grown up now. You know what I mean? Like I feel like he's not funny anymore. And like his humor is like so different than this Maybe he is. I don't know. Yeah. He just came out with Zoolander 2. Yeah, exactly. And I think they're doing a Zoolander 3. Oh gross. Um, But like 
I, I just don't think his his humor is like more sophisticated than this for sure. Yeah, no, um, this humor was not even sophisticated. Like, like Meet the Fockers, even like movies that like you like his Meet the Fockers and Meet the Parents has like like the slapstick humor too, but like it's just in a different way. It he's definitely yeah. likes working with older people better. Yeah, fair. Um, Oh, Aaron Schwartz, Sean Weiss, and Kenan Thompson all starred in at least one of the Mighty Ducks movies. How many Mighty Ducks movies were there? Um, three. Great. Um, Thank you for knowing. I didn't expect you to know that. Oh, yeah. They're cool. all great. Um, uh, yeah, I can tell you the plot line of each one. That's fine. Uh, Schwartz in the first is Carp, Thompson in D2 and D3 as Russ Tyler um, from Los Angeles, and Weiss in all three as Goldberg, the goalie. Cool. Uh, <laughs> well, well, Ben Stiller played the parts of both Tory Perkins and his father, Tony. the Bushkins. Not wow. <laughs> well, Somebody ben wants Stiller. to watch the challenge. <laughs> I could. I mean, that could have gone either way if I watched the challenge. Um, ben Stiller played both the parts of Tony Perkins and his father, the Bushkins, were played by his actual parents, Jerry Stiller and Anne Mayara, which we already talked about. Yes. Cool. Um, okay, so if you'd like to visit visit us on the web, go to tptamp.com for everything you need to know about the show. And from there, you'll also find a link to our Redbubble store where you can find stuff to support our show. And remember, uh, kids, charity starts at home. Well. Olivia's like getting up and walking oh somewhere, God, and I'm like, this so is rude. Thirsty. Okay, so while you're listening to this podcast, scroll to the bottom of your Apple Podcast app and select five stars on our page, Easy as Pie. It's super easy, and we love getting ratings and review. It makes us happy and makes us want to keep making the show because, you know, some days we don't. Um, and I always do. I don't know what the hell she's... <laughs> well, I think that that's indicative of something. <laughs> um, I think it's indicative of how we felt about this movie and the share of work, maybe. Um, so if you... Olivia is so If you truly love us, you can go the extra mile and leave us a review and also be sure to talk about our podcast with literally anyone that will listen. That includes friends parents, work colleagues, the person in the bathroom stall next to you, on Facebook, anyone, spread the word of TBT, AMP, like you would Jesus Christ, or peanut butter all over contraband Oreos. Um, and if you have anything you want to share or comment with us about the show, you can email us at tbtamp at gmail.com or slide into our DMs on Instagram, which is at tbtamp. And then you can also follow our personal Instagram and Twitter accounts at Mac is cheesy and at Miranda Johnson, M-I-R-A-N-D-I-J-H-N-Z-O-N. All right. It's the last day of summer before... uh, Oh, it's the last day of school before summer, and Jerry Gardner misses his bus, so he has to walk home. (laughs) So funny. (laughs) On his way, we immediately find out that he isn't very athletic. Aren't we all? What? Aren't we all? (laughs) He can't throw a baseball over a fence. Dogs seem to hate him, and he is... A very thirsty individual chugs a pitcher of lemonade at a lemonade stand. He's a thirst monster. <laughs> uh, he arrives home where a guest, a summer camp sales representative, is awaiting his arrival with his parents in the living room. Jerry immediately rejects the idea of going to camp, but his dad, Dr. Phil, actually Jeffrey Tambor, yikes, <laughs> makes him sit down and watch a promotional video. He slowly begins to warm up to the idea until he sees that Camp Hope is actually a fat camp which immediately infuriates Jerry and he refuses to go to the camp as you would 
<laughs> yeah, for sure. Not what you want to be told. Yeah. Um, I don't think I realized quite as much when I was a kid how many movies start out with this like last bell of summer at like last bell before summer, kids throwing papers everywhere. Summer. Summer. Yeah, summer. exactly. But like summer. so many movies start out this way. And I guess it's an easy way to like show that it's summer, but like <laughs> Yeah, that gives kids more freedom. It's very high school musical. Yeah, but like all the papers flying around everywhere. Yes, yes. Yeah. There, but there, like, are several... We watched... Uh, I think... Uh, didn't... Oh, no, no, no. It didn't. Um, I was going to say You're going to say... Oh, I thought but, you were going to say Goofy Movie. No. But Goofy Movie did. Maybe that's no, why it was, was like... No, it wasn't the end of the summer with, Go- with Goofy Movie. He just, like, went on vacation. He still had school. Mm. Was it the year end of summer? Yeah, it was the year. It was the, it was the summer. Because the song had summer stuff in it. Okay, I don't remember. Yeah, the first song. Yeah, it it's was definitely been too long. It I was think the I last day of school. Again. Um, that was that's what it was. I don't. But like, I would die. Start out that way. Also, I love how Jerry arrives home from middle school to an intervention. <laughs> like, yeah, why are both of his parents home? Yeah, in Clearly what world? They don't have jobs. Yeah. Um, and also, <laughs> this quote was so funny. So, um. Jerry is talking to his dad, Dr. Phil, and his, his dad's, dad's not like, actually Dr. Phil. <laughs> his dad's like, you need to go to this camp, like, you know, like, we need to get this under control, and he says to his dad, you're fatter than I am, why don't you go to camp? <laughs> like, how, why do you think that's so funny? <laughs> Jerry is so sassy, and I love how he just, like, throws it back and it's like if I showed up to an intervention I would be like a fat intervention I'd be like fuck you all <laughs> like you go to fat camp bitches no, yeah I feel <laughs> like, like being forced to go to fat camp definitely would make most kids rebel completely oh, and yeah, completely. just get fatter but like I, I just love how he's like you're fatter than me go to camp he's also like six five also so. there should be fat camp for adults like I think that's called the biggest loser but uh, yeah there are fat camps for adults they're like called retreats but oh. they're definitely fat camps for adults retreat. 100% that's what they're called so. <laughs> I should google that later <laughs> they're expensive they're super that's expensive fine. I'm saving money right now okay um <laughs> So you the, could go to like Thailand for the same price, like. Ooh, and then I could just get a stomach bug, and it would be the same thing. Exactly. <laughs> they keep saying Sonia Morgan goes to Costa Rica to do this like, like vegan diet thing. I think she goes and gets a tapeworm. Like, no joke. There's yeah. no way. Yeah, go get a, a you know a sleeve and TJ. You know what I mean? I mean. <sighs> Okay, so <laughs> not the worst. Not the also, worst. not the worst. Um, so the very next scene after Jerry is it Jerry or Gary? Yeah, Jerry. Jerry. I don't like that it's spelled with a G. Um, after Jerry vehemently refuses to go to camp, is him sitting on a plane bound for Campo. <laughs> <laughs> so like I, he lost i just love the scenes where he's like not i'm win. not going stomps his foot and then it's the plane taking off <laughs> yeah. um so on the plane jerry meets roy a fellow camper who's like you're fat you're on this plane are you going to fat camp <laughs> like, How uh, is that your dad no why do you ask that <laughs> because he's fat <laughs> but you know roy's very roy matter of fact about the whole thing um at the airport, I am yawning. Um, all the campers are picked up in a bus by counselor Pat Finley, who is recognizable from his work in the Camp Hope promotional video. Great. And they all board and head to Camp Hope. And one thing that I just need less of in, in 2018 and also just in the world in general is fat characters being named Pat, Patricia, 
Patty, etc. No, pick literally him like fat any cat, other though. name. I don't care. Like that's okay. her name in Insatiable. That's the fat yeah, girl's name like, in Pitch Perfect, isn't it? Like her name is Patricia. No, uh, it's fat. It's Amy. Amy. Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like who am I thinking of? Her name. No, is like, you're I'm just Patricia. imagining that her name is Fat Amy. <laughs> she oh, calls okay. her. She calls herself Fat Amy so that the bitches can't do. It. I can do it before the other bitches do. Yeah. Um, what am I thinking of? Anyway, but I, I just need less of it. Um, I think it's hilarious that his, like, moniker is, hi, I'm Pat, I'm Pat Oh my god, Finley. Pitch Perfect, Fat Amy reveals her real name. Her real name is Patricia. I'm not wrong. Okay, but, like, that's not, like, what she goes by. No, but still. Patricia Hobart, better known as Fat Amy. Also, Patricia, what a terrible name. Okay. But, like, uh, but Patty, it, like, there's no, like, good nicknames. Like, Pat or Patty, like... No, but you, like, it's it's a trend that, like, all of these fat characters are, are always named Patricia, Patty, Pat. Because they're like, what what do we name a fat character? Something that rhymes with Susan. fat. Susan. No. Pat. I mean, okay. It's, I'm just, I'm done. I mean, yeah, okay, that's cool. But, I mean, this was, like, 1995. Insatiable's 2018. They're it's still like doing it in Insatiable, Olivia. Yeah, they really harp on Fatty Patty. It's a common occurrence. Anyway, let's move on. So upon their arrival, we meet Tim, a formerly fat counselor who's now thin. Although it seems like he didn't get thin because of the camp. It seems like this was like <laughs> no. he got thin and then came back to camp. And no, they're just like not what? teaching like health and nutrition at this place. No, like thank God for Nurse Julie. Um, and then Julie, the new camp nurse that Pat immediately has a crush on. So Pat helps Jerry carry his trunk to the chipmunk bunk, um, the cabin where he is staying for the summer, and he's introduced to Jerry. What? Camp le- legend and the cabin's Josh. APAC. Sorry, that's Josh. Josh. He's introduced to Josh. I don't know. I, I rely on Olivia to get these names yeah, correct. Yeah, I don't know why I put Jerry. I don't know. That's crazy. Anyway, My bad. Sorry. Uh, he's introduced to Josh, who's the camp legend and the cabin's HBIC. And that's the that's the Head overdose guy? In charge. What? Is that the overdose guy? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, that's Sean Weiss. Uh, Sean Weiss. Yeah. Not like it's not Sean Weiss. Sean White, who I'm sure does lots of... Um, Purely medicinal drugs, but... I think he lives in Colorado or something. It doesn't oh, have to be medicinal. I'm certain he lives in Colorado. Um, okay. So, the Chipmunk Bunk definitely looks a lot like the isolation cabin. The I don't know if it's the same thing, but... smaller. Uh, the exterior looked very okay, similar. Yeah. Um, and then the, the cabin downloads by hiding all of their smuggled candy and meat contraband... Ew, meat contraband is gross. Um, <laughs> in secret hidden areas. Um, so Pat pulling over while driving this bus. Driving them up to their camp. Yes, yes. He's driving them in the bus and he like pulls over to stop. They're all like begging him to stop these fast food places. And Pat's like, okay. And like goes to pull over at the McDonald's and then he psychs them out. And Who do they think is going to pay for their McDonald's? I just love that he laughs at his own jokes because they're like, that's not funny, Pat. And he's like, oh, I thought it was hilarious. I'm like, Pat, yeah, this is, is me. I think I see so much firmly a, a pro laughing at your own jokes podcast God, completely no one do. thinks i'm funnier than me yeah i i mean yeah you're definitely funnier than this movie oh my god thank you not i think this movie is hilarious it's truly not saying a lot um on the first night the camp's owners announced that they sadly had to sell the camp due to financial hardship as the bushkins are ushered away the new owner turning tony turning um <laughs> 
Tony Perkins. Someone thinking about the challenge. Um, Tony. <laughs> Tony, Tony Perkis parades into the hall and introduces all of his super fit new counselors, as well as his plan to market the camp to form a fitness empire. It is immediately evident that Tony does not know how to relate to children, has little to no teaching slash coaching experience, and is very, very intense. Um, so the camp would have to inform the kids and their parents that the camp was under new ownership prior to the kids' arrival, I'm pretty sure. Like, I feel like you can't just, like, send your kid to some camp and then they completely change the whole program. Yeah, and it seemed very last minute. Yeah, like, but that's, like, super fishy. Yeah. For sure. It's very fishy. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's also, this is sort of, like, the biggest loser, except there's even more liability because it's children like it's not full-grown adults that can consent like, oh yeah could kids. you imagine like the liability insurance on this yeah place? their insurance must be easily like there's no way they mills. have one nurse and that's it you no. know no 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 <laughs> they should have much more yeah not in 2018 at least but yeah so back at the chipmunk bunk fun to say uh pat has been replaced by lars from far away <laughs> that's where he's from he's not like Far away from them. He's from far yeah, away. They ask Seems him, like where Russia. are you from? He says, maybe the I'm Ukraine. from far away. Yeah. Um, but he... No, far away. Yeah. Uh, as the counselor for the cabin, and the next morning, the campers are introduced to a new workout that absolutely none of them are capable of competing. It's like this weird, like, slide, slide thing. thing. It looks like fun. Yeah, I was going to say, it didn't seem like that bad. No, but they it was kept just falling like down, around. and I could see how that would be painful and embarrassing. Yeah. Um, and then also after that, they are measured and weighed to determine their weight loss transformation starting point. Um, and all the kids go for a swim in the lake while Lars tries to flirt with nurse Julie, who is only uncomfortable with the situation. Uh, it's just workplace harassment, truly. (laughs) And Tony invites kids over from camp MVP, which is a sports camp on the other side of the lake to play baseball games against the camp hope kids. And they are destroyed with many being sent to the nurse's office. Again, need more nurses. (laughs) So early in the morning to wake everybody up, um, Tony decides to make like a full camp announcement. And he says, today is evaluation day. The key word here is value. Do you have any? Not yet. But at the end of the summer, (laughs) this camp will be full of skinny wieners. And that starts the phrase skinny wieners. But I just think it's (laughs) hilarious to be awoken with do you have any value not yet <laughs> like no you i would be like okay great i'm immediately going back to bed <laughs> oh yeah there's no way i'm getting up to somebody do you have any value no not yet not yet um also i wonder if shrek passed by lars's hometown on his way to meet fiona's parents maybe like lars is fiona's brother, brother. <laughs> Former lover, maybe they were exes. You know, you never know. Yeah, lost from far, far away. away. Um, so, do you think all of the bunks are named after <laughs> things that rhyme with chipmunk? Maybe funk, skunk, drunk, etc. Do you? Have any I thoughts? think they're like forest animals. Like maybe there's like no, but chipmunk bunk it rhymes. I yeah. think it might be a rhyming situation. Skunk bunk. Yeah. Skunk the, bunk the sounds. Funk bunk? <laughs> do you yeah, think funk good. is like the funky bunky? <laughs> no, the funk bunk. Duh. I like funky. Clearly, the funk like, funk like, is so I sensible. like funky better than funk. So, like, I like funky bunky. No, but it's not a bunky. 
Fine. Okay, so the whatever. drunk bunk? Yeah, the drunk bunk. <laughs> the hunk you bunk? You spent some time in the drunk bunk. Oh, for sure. I live in the drunk bunk. <laughs> um, um, yeah, I like the hunk bunk. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. yeah. All the, the hot people go to the hunk bunk. You could start off in the chunk bunk and then you go to the hunk <laughs> bunk and later on. <laughs> oh, this is great. I have so many ideas. <laughs> we definitely are improving upon this movie. Oh, yeah. Sure. Um, not hard. <laughs> Uh, that night, Tony raids the cabins of all their contraband fatty foods, attempting to pressure Jerry into revealing the perpetrator of the smuggling. Josh steps in and claims Seymour Butts snuck in the food, embarrassing Tony. I actually liked this. I thought it was really just like a clever ploy on the fact that Tony is such a narcissist that he can't be bothered to learn any of the kids' names. Oh, yeah. He has these like little flip through note card things with their creepy pictures on yeah, it. Yeah. So like, he's like, and they Jerry, all think it, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Like he like brings out the cards and Jerry's like, what the fuck is he doing? And he's like, Gerald Gardner. Um, The next morning, Josh is gone and his bedding has been left folded in the cabin at the end of his bed. Um, Or creepy. Caught thing. In desperation, Jerry writes a letter to his grandma to attempt to explain all the genuine abuse the kids are suffering through, including starvation, boredom, and constant vandalism from from camp. From Camp, camp MVPers, the nearby jock slash sports camp. Yes. Um, There's, like, genuinely, this. like, child abuse happening here. Oh, yeah, for sure. And, like, the counselors are saying that, and they're like, we need to talk to Child Protective Services. Yeah, no, I feel like a camp counselor should definitely be, like, a, what is that, a mandated reporter? Yeah, a mandated that reporter. Called? Mm-hmm. Where, like, you have to You have say to report, something. yeah. But usually that's... Like, usually the perpetrator isn't right in front of you. Um, <laughs> Generally. Yeah. Usually the usually perpetrator is, like, your boss. Yeah, exactly. Which, like, is really a huge, like, position. Like, that's, like, a really shitty Conflict position. of interest. Oh, yeah, completely. Like, you can lose your job, basically. Um, but, yeah, that's... Yeah, they... I'm pretty sure camp counselors are, actually. At, at least the nurse, for sure, is a mandated reporter. Yeah. Um... Who is actually the person who's, like, really spearheads, like, the fact that they need to contact Child Protective Services, yeah, so... she's a woman with empathy and all well, the dudes... And, like, she stuff. also is a mandated reporter, yeah. um, so, like, I think she takes her job seriously. She's been trained in these things. Well, and, like, a camp counselor, like, you can lose your license as a medical professional. Like, she can lose her nursing license for not being, you know, for being yeah. a poor mandated reporter, where, like, camp counselor... Mandated reporter? Report. Reporter. A what poor it? mandated report. Oh, I'm just like, what do you, I don't, did I say it wrong? Sorry. Okay. Uh, <clears throat> so. <laughs> that was weird. So Tony, <laughs> Tony organizes a dance with all, with an all girls camp as a way to humiliate the boys. This but is so mean. Tim and Pat eventually save the dance by showing the boys that they shouldn't be afraid to have fun and dance with the girls. That's like some lifelong, like psychologically messed up stuff that you're oh, yeah. doing to these kids. Yeah, that's like bullshit. Like, that's a yes. whole load of bullshit. Um, <laughs> after everyone starts dancing, Tony breaks up the dance and sends all the girls home. So, yeah, like, like as soon as they up. start having fun, he's like, nah, never mind, bye. Yeah, oh yeah, completely. So, <laughs> one of the, the, there's two girls from the girls' camp, so they're all, like, separated on the sides. To I'm mad. Um, two of the girls are talking to each other, and one of the girls is like, why don't those guys just lose weight? And this little girl, who's, like, everything says why don't you just show them how to throw up after meals like you do like this okay. is really messed up i'm not here for uh bulimia jokes didn't think it was funny oh i it's not funny 
thought it was funny that she like stood up to her because this girl was probably half I the guess, size of this other like, girl. Maybe don't throw people's mental illnesses back at them. Like maybe not a good idea. But like same for him. Same for the other girl though. Like overeating is a mental illness in the exact same way that bulimia is. Maybe not exactly the same way, but it's similar. Like, eating to, like... Sure, but, like, neither of these people should be making fun of for these people, and the writers for this movie shouldn't be making this joke either. But also, the writers of this movie are men, and... Men suffer from bulimia as well. I know, but, like, they're not going to talk about it in 1985. They're going to put that on girls. Like, 100%. That's, like... Completely. Yeah, this is a 1995 you keep joke. Saying, like this is the way things are. I'm saying this is the way things should be. This oh, joke yeah, isn't no, funny. Oh yeah, no, but like I'm saying, no, I'm not saying this is the way things like should be in 2018. But I'm saying the reason why it is this way. Was yeah, I don't care. 1995. <laughs> I don't care. No excuses. Um, so after the dance is abruptly ended by Tony, Dre heads out and to recently closed go kart track, which is so sad. These poor go karts, like they're just sitting there. They could easily go ride them. Um, and Pat pushes him around in a sentimental bonding moment, which was one of the most bizarre scenes I've ever seen. Yeah, it got weird. (laughs) It got weird. I was just like, let's not put this point in the movie. No, it's not great. Uh, In 2018, it was weird. Like, I don't know about 1995, but like in 2018, I'm like, this is weird. This is making me uncomfy. Not good, Bob. (laughs) Um, in the middle of the night, uh, Josh enters the cabin seemingly in a diluted state. Yeah, diluted. Okay. Um, it, it Like, he looks like he's received a lobotomy, pretty much. And they're all like, oh my god, like, they basically murdered Josh. Like, they gave Josh well, a lobotomy. I couldn't think of a way to, like, properly describe it. Because, like, diluted, that's like... That's pretty fair. Yeah, like, diluted. Well, and then I'm like, okay, like, diluted. That's, like, one way to put it. And then one of the kids is like, did he get a lobotomy? And I'm like, okay, there we go. There we there go. We that's, go. There, that, there it is. <laughs> Um, and, but he's only pulling a prank on the other kids and it's perfectly fine. I feel like this is a much interesting movie, more interesting movie if he actually does get a lobotomy and there's like <laughs> yeah. a whole thing there. But like also, there's no way Tony has that kind of control. Re-edited into a <laughs> horror movie easily. <laughs> I mean, this was like bordering on child horror movie. Like no, I would have never like, wanted to go to camp. I think that's why I never movie. watched this movie. Like, when he's, like, locked up in the in the cages oh and all that stuff. Anyway, we'll get there. Um, so, I was shook there for a second. And then they find out that Tony attempted to send home uh, send him home without a refund, but Josh's dad, who's a lawyer, uh, called him up and threatened to sue. So, camp owner Tony allowed him back in without any further questions. I think if this scene says anything, Sean Weiss, good actor. <laughs> Okay, but still. Yeah, good. So when he finds out that there is no longer any hidden food, Josh is pissed and leads a break (laughs) into Tony's cabin in an attempt to find the confiscated food. Instead, they find a trunk with all their letters home. And that is so messed up. Like, that's one of the most messed up things in this entire movie that he's, like, confiscating all the letters. Oh, yeah. 100% creepy. Also illegal, but, like, creepy and illegal. He could be, like, easily starting a cult up there. Oh, yeah, for sure. I think that's the plan. Um, After narrowly escaping being discovered by Tony, the group hear a food wrapper crinkling in the bathroom and find a fellow camper who has access to a stash of food in the woods that one of the counselors replenishes for a price, which is the same counselor who tells Tony where all the hidden food was at the beginning. So, like, 
supply and demand. He's oh. making sure all the pla- all the stuff gets cleared out. And then he's like, oh, wait, guys, I'll go out and get you stuff. So he's just, like, making cash. That's smart. And also, like, the thing with fat camp, like, if everyone gets skinny, nobody goes to camp next year. Oh, you yeah, know what for I mean? sure. I mean, I guess so you're, tell, like, referral service, but, like... It's similar as, like, the pharmaceutical industry, which I won't go into, but you know yeah. what I mean? <laughs> That's not... Yeah, no, totally. Like, if everyone gets uh, healthy, then there's no one to sell stuff to. Yeah, but, like, I think the point with this fat camp like the way that it was it very much seemed that it was marketed was that like like because pat's been there for 18 years like it's more about like feeling good about yourself versus like i feel like pat wow uh (laughs) did you hear that did you hear that oh yeah i heard it Um, okay i feel like pat definitely doesn't feel good about himself though no but like i I don't but i think that's that's the point of like the camp hope thing like the i think like that was the idea when they were all coming there because they've all been coming for several years. It's like yeah. that they can be around similar people. Like, I don't think that's what it's supposed to be, but yeah. like, that's what it feels like once he gets there. Yeah. There's a lot of camaraderie, friendship, camaraderie coach. I'm telling you. Yeah. Just um, com- camaraderie. Except there's camp. not when, a, um, except there's not camaraderie and coach when the guy next to you is taking up your seat. Not cool. Um, well, I have definitely been a, victim i've been there too and like i also take a lot of room but like i I take up a lot of room but like i'm also like i do everything i can to like not be in someone else's space yeah we're women we don't do that like we're like like, and like for someone to like sit down next to me and just like literally splay out like and they're you know i hate that drives me crazy um it's always a dude a hundred percent of the time. You never, yeah. Yeah, because as ladies, we're, felt to, we're told to feel shitty about our body, no matter yeah. what. Always. Um, no yeah, matter what. Yeah, no matter what. Um, this is a very different movie if it's a movie about a girl's fat kid. Oh my god, that it would not have been made. Like, it's not It's not a comedy. If it's <laughs> no, it's so no. sad. No, it is hell, hell on earth if it's a girl's fat camp. Yeah. Um, so, where... Okay, that was my computer just like weirdly updated. Um, because of their newfound snack food access, the campers actually gain pounds at their next weigh-in. Same. Um, this infuriates Tony, and he forces the kids on a 20-mile hike. Not same. Yeah, no. <laughs> Even after Pat steps in and attempts to, uh, uh, and attempts, oh. Even after Pat attempts to step in for the safety of the campers, that evening, Jerry and Pat decide to find a way to stand up to Tony, since his methods are clearly out of hand. The next morning, the old Camp Hope counselors and Nurse Julie strategize on a way to legally take down Tony. Um. Which they could probably do just by quitting, maybe like calling someone's parents, call Josh's dad. You yeah, know what I mean? like, yeah, exactly. Like, call anybody's hard. parents. Call all the, like, I would just get, get like, a directory phone. and call all their parents and be like, this is what's happening here. You need to get your kid out of here. Yeah, and I get that they, like, need jobs, but, like, this camp shuts down pretty quickly if they lose all of their employees. Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, and, like, as a nurse, she can't get a job anywhere else, you know? Like, I get that, like, and, like, do they not have, are they, I assume they're teachers, maybe, if they're having, you know, like, how can you have a job for three months of the year and, like, be cool, you know? You're in college. (laughs) But on the hike, the campers trick Tony into falling into a pit, and which injures him. Uh, They bring him back to camp and imprison him in a makeshift prison cell of chicken wire electrified with a bug zapper inside an outbuilding. That's literally the weirdest sentence that will ever be said on this podcast. Can you take that sentence one more time just so that the people pay attention? Like, this sentence is crazy. 
Sure. But, like, I got through it okay. No, you did. But um, So they bring Tony back to the camp, and they imprison him in a makeshift prison cell of chicken wire electrified with a bug zapper inside of an outbuilding. Crazy. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Which is, like, very impressive, but crazy. And, like, how did they make this prison cell without any of the other counselors noticing? No idea. It was insane. No idea. Um, so while very hesitant at first, the old Camp Hope counselors take the side of the campers, finally, and they help to tie up any of the new counselors, that was weird, that refused to turn on Tony, including Lars, excuse me, from far <laughs> away. They all celebrate the seizure of the camp with a giant bonfire party where they gorge themselves on junk food, chocolate, and soda. Sounds like a regular Tuesday night. (laughs) Um, These kids go completely apeshit. The following morning, Pat gives an inspiring speech about self-control, self-respect, and responsibility, encouraging the kids to adopt healthy habits and exercising to lose weight while also having fun. The grammar's off a little bit in that sentence, so it's fine. Okay. It should be encouraging the kids to adopt healthy habits and exercise to lose weight while also having fun. You know what? Verb tenses. Whatever. Okay. Rude. Uh, sorry. I'm sure uh, it was bothering someone out there. Let me know if it was bothering you. TBTAMP at gmail.com. I bet we get zero emails. <laughs> yeah, but that's nothing new. That's nothing new. Um, the parents come to camp for a visit and are shown a video of Tony's treatment of their children. Meanwhile, Tony escapes from his cell and enters the hall through a second level window, doing a flip onto a table, then smashing glass on the floor and walking on the shards barefooted, all while proclaiming his strength and blaming the parents for his own lunacy. Dr. Phil finally punches Tony, who tries to do a backflip and then falls. So, like, they give, like, Jerry's dad, Dr. Phil, all this, like, glory for punching but Tony. But he's fatter than Jerry. He but, like, back but, like, also, he, like, Jerry, or Jerry's dad punches him, and then he, like, stands up, hits Jerry's dad in the back of the neck, and then, like, does these backflips and falls. So, like, really, Jerry's dad didn't do anything. Like, it's. The fall, I don't know. It was weird. Um, The adults call Tony's dad to tend to his son, and rather than shut down the camp, the kids and parents elect Pat to be in charge of the camp for the rest of the summer. The main lesson of this movie, to me, was never underestimate the efforts a man will go through to protect his investments. Like, the efforts that Tony was going through to protect the investment that he made in this camp so that he could make his But also a terrible investment. No, not good, but, like, just don't underestimate the amount that, like, a white man will go through to, like, protect his pride. Yeah, yeah, totally. And, like, don't, like, legally, I don't know if this, I don't think, like, this for sure could not happen in 2018. It probably couldn't have happened in 1995. But, like, like, I just don't think, from the jump, I don't think this could have happened. Like, I don't think they can change a curriculum of something like that that quickly. Um, Legally, I don't think. But, I like, know. I would have pulled my kid immediately if they did something like that. Because it's a, it's a bait Yeah, but switch. maybe it wasn't, like, changed that much. Like, because it was still... 
and and also like the parents didn't know about it. Like that's the problem. Like keeping the yeah, kids letters and all that stuff. Like that kid, feels illegal. I wouldn't send my kid off to a um off to a camp without like seeing it first. Like I feel like no. that's a mistake. And I I don't think I'd send my kid off to like an overnight camp for like a whole summer. Like I don't think I would do that. Like I went to like day camp when I was a kid. Yeah, like, I, I can't imagine camp. like being a mom and sending my kid off for like weeks at a time. Yeah, I know. Like I have friends who like like. Jewish summer camp is, like, a real, like, definitely a real thing that, like, every Jewish kid I've ever met has gone to Jewish summer camp, but, like, I don't even think that was, it was definitely not for the full summer. I think it was for, like, a week at a time, maybe. Mm -hmm. Um, so, like, maybe, like, a week-long thing, I don't, but, like, I definitely would not send my kid away for the entire summer. I just don't think... I feel like There's that's no for, way. like, kids who go to boarding school. Like, if you go to yeah. boarding school, then you go to a camp during the summer. Boarding school, camp. And, like, the whole time. Yeah. But, like, I don't... Like, what's the point in having a kid if you're just gonna, like, yeah, send it off Yeah, if they're gone camp? literally 12 months of the year. Yeah, there's no point. I, like... Unless I was incredibly wealthy and had a very, very high-powered job. Like, there's no way I... Like... I couldn't send my kid. I would rather. I would just have my kid homeschool before I would have my kid go to boarding school. I would never have my kid homeschool. I mean, like homeschool by a tutor. You know, like have like I'd a never tutor. have my kid homeschool by a tutor. I mean, but like if that those are you know like if you can't if like you want your kid to like receive your, I don't know like I would definitely rather have my kid to go to boarding school than be homeschooled. But I'm like, sorry if anyone's homeschooled listening to this, but like I mean it's a no I for don't me. Know. I think like, I but like. I don't know. Maybe if, like, the boarding school was close by. Like, if I lived, like, in... If it was, like, a Cadet Kelly situation? <laughs> no, because I would never be in the military. Um, like... Not Sarge. Like, what was his um, name? Yeah, Sarge. Um, but, like... And I wouldn't send my kid to military school. But no, I, mean, like, I wouldn't either, obviously. Maybe, like, I would just send my kid to, like, a really good private school. Like, why, I don't... I don't know. I don't get what the, like, benefits of boarding school are. Like, you can get a... I would send him to a nice private school with, like, a nanny. Like, I would have my kid have, like, a nanny before I would send my kid to boarding school, you know? Anyway. At the close of the summer, the new Camp Hopers take on Camp MVP at the Apache Relay, an obstacle course race that Camp Hope has lost for many years. It initially appears that this losing streak will continue, but Camp Hope makes a comeback and enters the final leg of the race tied with Camp MVP. If you remember, Camp MVP is, like, the jocks and sports camp across the way um the last leg is a go-kart race with jerry as the driver of course and he wins by launching his cart over the mvp guy's cart just before the finish line which was honestly really cool yeah so very dangerous but cool Uh, definitely um this like montage of them driving the carts it reminded me of i haven't talked about this in a while it reminded me of the lodge which i still strongly recommend disney channel uk show the lodge genuinely a good show like right. i'll stand by that genuinely really good and you just get to like look at tom Doherty a lot so it's really fun um and they do like a lot of dirt bike riding in that show like through the that's forest right. and that's what it reminded me of oh. anyway moving on um they're awarded the trophy and the camp mvp coach proclaims that he will be filing a formal complaint and pat throws the trophy into the lake demonstrating that the prize doesn't matter. It's all about the fun of the game. It's the clan. You know what I mean? Um, I do. He, he, I then, do. <laughs> he then pulls Nurse Julie in for a kiss and everyone cheers. So I guess it is about the prize if the prize is Nurse Julie. Nurse Julie's cute. She seems cool. I don't know. I just, like, they could have done a lot more with Nurse Julie. Like, this movie... They could have, because she was, like, a pretty dynamic, I feel like. Like, she was, like, the only, like, dynamic character. 
Yeah, this is just not... It's not even close to being, like, a feminist movie, literally, at all. Which is probably another reason I, mean, I don't like it. it's about boys' fat camps. Yeah, so, it's like, not good. There's, there's no girls in this movie. Yeah, no. But, I mean, if it's a boy about a boys' fat camp, like, I get it. Like, yeah. it's not a male... It's a male-driven movie. Also, Judd Apatow, not known for his, like, feminist movies. Yeah, I mean, it's it's just not great. It, like, it does not pass the Bechdel test at all. No, no, so. I imagine it would Actually, not. maybe the eating disorder scene kind of does, but it, she's still talking about, like, why don't the guys lose weight, so never mind. Um, yeah. <laughs> and then there's no other adult woman in this movie besides Nurse Julie and then, like, Jerry Stiller's wife. Yeah. Okay. So. And Jerry's mom. That's... That's what I was saying. Oh, and Jerry's mom. She's barely in it. She doesn't even talk. Yeah, she's not. She's also his parents seem like really old to have a kid like that young. That's you fine. Know? Um, also, I f- never mind. Um, I f- also um another part of like the we're done with the movie, but another part of the um the section at the end where they're doing like the go kart race and stuff was a like general trivia quiz thing like do you remember that and one of the questions was was name five u.s vice presidents and i would like to pose the question to olivia name five (laughs) u.s vice presidents because i paused the movie and did it and then moved on oh you could do it yeah oh cool oh my god um name the most recent four and then pick one it's not that hard so okay who's vice president right now um, wait, wait, wait. Hold on, hold on, hold oh, on. Oh, my God. On, it's also on. scary because this person is oh, genuinely yeah, Mike Pence. like... Okay, so Mike Pence. Might um, become president. Joe Biden. Um, Who is George Bush's vice president? I don't even remember. Um, he shot someone in the face while hunting. Oh, Dick Cheney. <laughs> um, Bill Clinton's, I have no idea. I, is Al Gore. Oh, it was? Yeah. Okay. Those I, were the four that I the got. Only time and then I, I got remember... Lyndon L- B. Johnson. So I got those yeah, four. Yeah, okay. So LBJ Johnson. took over for... Um, LBJ took over for uh, Jack Kennedy when he got shot in the face. Um, Jack Kennedy? Yeah, that's his name. JFK. <laughs> his um, name is John Kennedy. Yeah, he went by Jack. Um, <laughs> okay. Totally went by Jack. Um, anyway. <laughs> also... Um, when FDR died, somebody took over. Or no, no, he was out of office. Um, so let me can. Yeah, you're getting close. I gave um, four. Yeah, but because I think I gave you. Yeah, I would have got like when you before I like I had LBJ in my pocket. I knew that one, um, but. Uh, oh, who took over for Nixon um, when Nixon was impeached? Ah, oh, shit. Uh, I don't know. Um. I don't remember. Gerald Ford. Okay. I googled that. I didn't just know that. Okay. Off the top yeah. Of my head. Okay. For, yeah, I didn't know that. Um. Um. I'm trying to think of anybody else who. Died. <laughs> this is riveting podcasting. I don't know. I give up. <laughs> anyway, go Google up a list of all the vice presidents. But that was one of the questions, oh, and, like, and the it was paintings? like the British kid that got it. Like the British kid oh, was yeah, the, the one British who kid did five everything. of them. Yeah. And like the dumb American jock was like. Uh, who was what he kept saying he kept saying one of them know. and i was like i've never, never heard, heard of that person in my life yeah <laughs> uh yeah so you got what's there. your rating um i'm gonna give this like a 1.5 really yeah 
Oh my god, I'm so excited. <laughs> Why? So, like, I'm glad you gave me that. <laughs> um, I'm just being nice. So, 1.5. I gave it a 4.5. Um, That's so I sad. thought this movie was really funny. Like, I don't care what you say. I thought it was funny. And I'm entitled to my humor. So, it's a 3 overall. Above average. Oh my god, it's so leaning. Well, I don't know if it really is, because do we rate anything a below a 1? Um, I gave Goofy Movie a 1.5. No, but below a 1. Because uh, if yeah, we don't rate I, anything actually, below Actually, yeah, one. we do, because I gave Getting There a 0. 0.5. <laughs> so, um, so, I don't do, think Does it have, go all the way gave, down to 0? Yeah. Okay, so... Um, you gave sense. Cheetah Girls a 1. Okay. No, I knew it went down to 1, but I didn't yeah. know if it went below 1. Anyway. You've given a few ones. Uh, you gave Life Size a one, too. Oh, my God. That's crazy. I can't believe I did that. Um, it was... I, I kind of can't believe it. I can, because I, I gave it a two, and I, I thought it was being really nice. I think it's still our... What did you give Xenon? Xenon, I gave it two. Okay. That's I mean, our lowest rated injustice. currently We should is... talk about Xenon Z2. Xenon the sequel. Not I thought Z2. we already did that. Nope. Oh. Do you have any ideas for what movie we should do next week? No. Ella Enchanted. Mm, I definitely don't. We could do um, an extremely goofy movie is on Netflix. Uh, We could do National Treasure, Bridge to Terabithia. I'd actually be totally down to do National Treasure. Really? (laughs) Oh, I totally do National Treasure. Okay, let's next week, let's do National Treasure. Really? Oh my (laughs) god, I'm so excited. That's hilarious. Okay, we'll do National Treasure. I have a friend who loves National Treasure, so I'll reach out to her and see if she has any fun facts. Oh my god, I love National Treasure. It's so good. But like, what what year did National Treasure come out? Oh my god, it's so long. National Treasure is two hours and 11 minutes. Like, all those movies are really long. Um, Like Da Vinci Code, that kind of thing. Um, yeah, what year was that? National Treasure came out in 2004. Okay, cool. So, we're good. Um, Historian and codebreaker Ben Gates. What do you think National Treasure has on Rotten Tomatoes? <laughs> Pretty low. What do you think? Um, 45. Did you just look it up? No. It literally has... 45 really? percent. Oh, yeah. yeah uh, no, I'm on Descendants page because I'm like, what the, What year did Descendants come out? Not 2008. Wow. No, I I thought it was I a while it ago. I think came out in like 2016. Not. 2015. Okay, I was close. I was close. Yeah, National Treasure. I'm excited for the that. third one. Genuinely excited. <laughs> I hate, okay. Um, why am I like this? Okay, so if you enjoyed our podcast, be sure to rate us five stars on the Apple Podcast app. And, um, and if you want to follow our Instagram, you can follow us at TBTAMP, or if you want to send us any comments, uh, any thoughts on the show, you can email us at TBTAMP at gmail.com. If you want to follow me on my personal Instagram or Twitter, you can follow me at Mac is cheesy. That's M-A-C-K is cheesy. And you can follow me at Miranda Johnson, M-A-R-A-N-D-A-J-H-N-Z-O-N. Bailey just texted me and she did letter by letter, Ella Enchanted. No. No. <laughs> uh, yeah. So. <laughs> She's wrong. Um, I, I'll leave that in. Just so she knows. That's fine. She's wrong. Um, I don't have the notes up anymore, so if you want to bring up the 
if you want to bring up the plugs the movie oh i got them never mind um so be sure to talk about our podcast to literally anyone that will listen friends parents work colleagues the person in the bathroom stall next to you on facebook anyone spread the word of tbt amp like you would jesus christ or peanut butter all over contraband oreos and that's mixing up two camp movies so the contraband oreos and the peanut butter parent trap oh yeah definitely anything else email us tbtamp at gmail.com oh okay sorry (laughs) Uh, I wasn't paying attention. <laughs> I was getting I mean, a lot I'm... of text messages from Bailey. Uh, yeah. See you. See you Tuesday. on Tuesday. Can we do it again? Yeah. <laughs> See, See you, you on Tuesday. Tuesday.